This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, Episode 5. My How Time Flies, Jim. Jim Crenn, No so Restrictions. How many? No Restrictions is about 260 episodes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that was, that's over 40, yeah, he, uh, over 40 years. Yeah, yeah. he started before a podcast. We're podcasts. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And we want to thank year. again the guys 23rd in Vine here on East Carson Street. That's Bob, Lou, and Ray for letting us hang out and uh, do this podcast right on East Carson Street, so you can't miss them near the Birmingham Bridge if you want to come down and have a great wine, maybe a Smokey Robinson wine, right? It's yeah. You know, Smokey Robinson wine's great, actually. And the labels are real cool. They have all different Very kinds cool. of themes of his songs. It's really fun. So each and every week, we bring you somebody new, engaging, that we want to introduce you to. Christy Lachlan is the Eat and Drink news editor with Next Pittsburgh, but she's so much more. Christy, we appreciate you coming out. Thanks, Christy. Thank you for having me. And here's the crazy part. So we were talking about last week's episode. We were talking about the Haunted Housewives of Pittsburgh, talking about Bob Cramner's Mm -hmm. possessed house that he wrote about that we're going to visit next week, talking about the exorcist priest that Jim Crenn knows, and we start talking about horror films, and we start talking about Chiller Theater and Bill Cardill, Chili Billy, and I look up, and Christy's wearing a T-shirt with Chili Billy Chiller Theater. It's a tremendous T-shirt. I would have worn my Terminal Stare T-shirt head, I know. Where did you get that? I got this at the Horror Realm Convention many, many years the ago. Horror. The Horror Realm horror Convention? Realm. Where is that? Uh, Cleveland. It's, it's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, no. No? Yeah. This is in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Um, and a couple, it, they had it last March okay. uh, because of COVID. It wasn't like the typical kind of convention, but they're, they're supposed to have it again in November. Oh, wait, it's coming up. We got to go. We got to go. Yeah. I have never been to a horror convention. What's there? there? I mean, artifacts Uh, or. Yeah, they just have vendors. Um, uh, They have special guests. I think uh, uh, Danielle Harris from like the Halloween movies. She's going to be there. And like some other just, you know, if you're a horror nerd, you would know. Is Danielle Harris the one who was. 
the Halloween guy, Michael she, Myers? Danielle Harris. Danielle, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. she was the one that Michael Myers, like it was his Chased. niece or something. It's, oh. a, it's a very long, <laughs> convoluted history with the Halloween movies. I but just watched the new one, the latest one. With Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Yes, I just watched it. Was, yeah, I have it no, good? I've, yeah, it's very good. She's very on her good. 238th episode as well. Did you guys see she with Halloween, Halloween movies? Halloween 5 is my <laughs> favorite thing. That's the scariest thing. Danielle Harris is in that. Well, somebody, that's her. That's her. Little girl. Yeah. somebody awesome. posted a uh, video that went viral of a guy dressed up like Michael Myers and what he does to train to live through each movie. And it's hilarious. He's on a treadmill. <laughs> He's running and doing all this stuff. It's actually pretty funny. It's amazing how he does catch people. Yeah. Michael Myers. And then he gets mm-hmm. away. And he gets away. No matter what they do to him, yeah. he comes back. Yeah. yeah. He's very Kind of like the IRS. We can we can, we can sign him as a defensive end for the Steelers. He's very fast. Him and get to the quarterback. Watt. Yeah. The other so, side. That'd be great. Where are you from? Childbirth. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Allegheny General Hospital on the north side. That's pretty but, uh, close. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Cranberry. I graduated from Plum High School, so I guess my parents have a thing for fruit. Your Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Cranberry to Plum. To plum. Yeah. Where are you going next? Uh, I went to Pitt. And now I live in Westview. You are pure Pittsburgh. I love it. You are, you are pure all the way. And we haven't heard you say a yins yet. No, my dad says Dan, Hass. My mom said yins. I, a, a couple of beers. What about I your mom? Yeah. Oh yes. Lou, my, come Lou, on. Lou will after a couple glass of wine. Lou slips into the Pittsburghies, <laughs> and I do myself too after a couple. You know, pop. So I'll go right into that. You know, I say what's going on. I'll just start, I turn into Stanley Pikachowski. I just do. <laughs> say it's part of me. What so can I say, how long have you been with Next Pittsburgh, and how did you get in to be the eat and drink part of your job description? I don't really know. I I worked for the Trib full time, and then my daughter was born, so I decided to take some time off, and mm-hmm. then I just never really went back. And then I wanted to start writing again and just contact the next Pittsburgh. And so, said, so sure. eat, eat and drink is the greatest thing in the world. It's I, the I love those two best things. Kind of job. I want to be your assistant because <laughs> you probably don't pay for a drink anywhere you go and eat. Right. They probably I, like afraid of you. Yeah, like they well, want to impress you. Well, I don't share food, but I probably would with you. That is a pet peeve of mine also. Just want everyone to know. What's that? I don't like sharing food. If we all go to a Chinese restaurant, oh. because what happens is everyone orders I get what I want, and I end up getting the least of what I like. Yeah. Same I like, problem? Yeah. Thank you. I like, I oh. like to eat. I'm going on the there record saying I'll like share. Us. I'll share. I, I love that Gandhi approach. I love that giving approach. <laughs> yes. I admire it. I just don't got it in me. Well, that's like that Be Saturday kind, Night see? Live bit they used to do where the family were like bird people and they fed each other. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that's really giving. It's yeah. not half. So <laughs> who isn't into food? But how did Pittsburgh become this? recognized international foodie destination i don't know exactly when that happened but um it seems like within the last 10 years maybe even less and now things are just popping up i mean there's probably two restaurants that open while we've been talking so um it's just it's just non-stop which i think really shows the the drive that people in the restaurant industry have to like all these places have opened within the last two years. And particularly is, during the COVID yeah. era, too. So it's, they just like they, they've changed the way they do business. Um, some breweries are just production only or, you know, you don't actually go in and sit down. You just it's just to go. So um, they've really reworked their business models and made it really fun and we, just like an interesting. We, we scene. touched on it a little bit uh, about Pittsburgh, but uh, I think it was about you, you'd know more than that. How long ago what was Zagat gave us a an award, right, of being one of the 
better cities for restaurants, right? Yeah. About yes. five, six years ago, right? Yep. Am I correct? Yeah. And I remember interviewing the the, uh, the the woman who was the head of Zagat or whatever yeah. the representative, and I asked her why, and she said, and we touched upon it, like I said last episode. Apologize if I'm repeating, but she said that chefs in like New York and L.A. Their, their sous chef, their second chef, yes. is a great chef, very talented, up and coming, and they want to open restaurants. And if you want to open a restaurant in New York or L.A., it's a million dollars for like a little place probably. Right. Real estate. And somehow, it's somebody must have come here, they said, and it started a, a whole pipeline yep. of great sous chefs coming in from New York and Los Angeles, and that's how we started getting these great restaurants that is that you agree with that? I heard someone, I was interviewing someone last week and she lived in New York City for a long time and she said, she, well, she lives in Dormont now, she said it's kind of like a little microcosm of New York City. Like you can walk, walkable neighborhoods, you could, you know, get everything you need right in the neighborhood where you live. Which Dormont. If you, Dor Dormont's pizza. blowing up. You can up. make it in Dormont. <laughs> you could make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. That's pretty cool, huh? Dormont is really... Um, doing great things. But, but we're seeing that with a lot of little neighborhoods, right? Our yeah. neighborhoods in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, from Dormont, uh, little restaurants. Lawrenceville, look what that Yeah, became. Lawrenceville, right? Yeah. Uh, Aspenwall, all these little re areas are getting these cool restaurants. Right, because it used to be just the South Side was like the place to go. Yep. I had my 21st birthday here. I fell down the stairs at Smoke and Joe's. I mean, I, that's <laughs> well, just I what you're happened. Pure Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's for another episode. <laughs> yep. We're with Christy Lachlan, Eat, Drink, and News Editor with Next Pittsburgh. So I think Jim and I can relate to this. When we were growing up, you didn't go to a restaurant as a family. Now, mm -mm. I mean, people didn't Chi eat out for like my birthday. Yeah, right. Stuff like McDonald's. That. Yeah. Sandy's was, was a big deal. Eaton Park was around. Sandy's? Yes. You're I remember. You remember that with me. I used to love that place. I remember Bob Prince, who was the great voice of the Pirates for many years. He would say, "Ah, you know, talk about Sandys," and I'm thinking, <laughs> "Do you remember there? You don't remember Sandys? It lasted like a year. I was a fast food restaurant. I don't. But, but uh, Winkies. We should bring back Sandys. But uh, do you remember what the sandwich was called? Sandys. It was like the Big Scott or something like that. It had like nothing to do with Sandys. I don't know. Oh yeah, you know, Sandy. They're like form of like That's their right. double burger or something. Had nothing to. Thus, it, it looked like Edinburgh. A long time. Sandy, you, you're right. It had right? a Scottish thing. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know how you remember that. Because <laughs> well, it lasts like a year. But I used to go there too when I was little. I don't know why I liked it. <laughs> I loved Winkies, though. I missed the Big Who Wink. Who would eat at a place called Winkies? I love Winkies. I used to love it. The fries I missed the Big Wink. I said I missed it. But my point <laughs> is, when we were kids, there were, we didn't go to restaurants. No. So now... You know, it seems like everybody goes multiple times a week. Yes. Because we don't like to cook as much anymore, no, and right? I do, I do and not Pittsburghers cook. love to eat. I figured that's why we're such a big foodie city, because we just like to eat. We do. Plop it down in front of us, and we'll eat it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of your favorites, yeah, Christy. Yeah, we want to know. Uh, well, I know I wasn't going to talk about breweries until next week, but uh, this one opened up by my place in uh, Westview. Um, it's actually in Ross Township. It's Necromancer Brewing. And since it's October, it's kind of fitting for this because they, they have a very spooky vibe. Oh. Um, all of their labels and their artwork in their brewery, uh, skeletons and stuff like that, and very just winky, winkies, uh, <laughs> uh, just very tongue-in-cheek kind of like labels, and it's very funny. Didn't the spirit store huh. used to be in that the, same location? A, and then it was USA Baby before which that. Which I, I think remember. Cause I, this, well, God, because, because I went there to get baby furniture <laughs> I bought, I bought for, my, for my child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm impressed. That was how you were, I thought you were going to go into the 50s. USA Baby, <laughs> like, you could, if you want an earworm to last the next, like, I don't know, nine months, Google USA Baby commercial and you'll be singing it. You'll remember it. 
Okay. Having a baby and the baby <laughs> you won't be able to forget. Is that the jingle? <laughs> yeah, it's a great jingle. Uh, it's really funny. I hear it's haunted now because it of is. that. Yeah, <laughs> probably more for that than uh, the, the Spirit Halloween store. But yeah, so it used to be USA Baby. It was a Spirit Halloween, and now it is a brewery, which is the greatest thing for me. Okay. Um, really great beers. And last week, they showed all of the Evil Dead movies in the brew house, and I sat there uh, by myself, and I, I watched them. So it's, so it's a big place. It's a big place. It, uh, eventually, okay. in 2022, maybe a little longer, it's depending with COVID, they're supposed to open a 300-seat uh, kind of a beer hall wow. in there. So cool. um, it's tremendous. And yeah. where is this again? This is on Babcock Boulevard in Ross Township. Okay. I, I think it was our second episode. I talked about Pusity's Garden, and you two looked oh. at me like, right. what are you talking about? You have to yes. know about Pusity's Garden. I'm sure you've been there. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I I'm just so it. impressed by that. They just redid... Uh, the whole thing, and I think they opened in the spring um, after like a two-year closure or something like that. But it's a gorgeous Thai restaurant. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, you walk in and you don't think you're in Pittsburgh. No, it's very. Huh. All right. Wh- who yeah. else is on your list? Uh, let's see. Well, I wrote an entire article about the meatloaf at Fig and Ash on the North Side on East Ohio Street. I'm a big meatloaf fan. Uh, <laughs> Chef Corey is just amazing, and. Um, I could not get enough of this meatloaf. And then the brownie that I had for dessert was the, probably the best dessert. What made, the meatloaf, what made the meatloaf so unique? I'm a meatloaf connoisseur. Well, it's not like a red way. sauce like my mom made. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. I'm a red which, sauce Which guy. I was going to say. Is it red sauce or is it gravy? It's like a, a, a gravy. You're either one or the other. I'm There's no in between. Person. I'm a brown sauce. Brown yeah. sauce. So I'm a red would, sauce, You would too. love this. It's like a whole, it's different kinds of meats. Um, I can't really explain it in a way that, we make it sound appetizing comes up. I'm really bad at that, but <laughs> even though that's what I do for a living, like but charred, um, <laughs> like charred on the outside kind of. Yeah. Thing? And it's, it, uh, you just have to go experience is it. Is it a firm meatloaf? Yes. Like firm meatloaf. It is a firm. Firm. Meatloaf. I like it. Yeah. A little charred on the edges. Yeah. Right. Yep. And but a little firm. Yeah. Like All grandma right. would make it. Like my grandma. Yeah. Fig and ash. Fig and ash. And where is that exactly it on the on north side? East Ohio street. Okay. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know why, guys, lately I've been getting into uh, Bloody Marys. And I think the reason I like it is because it seems like every place has a different way of making it. Yes. Sometimes it's like a dinner. There's like nine things in it. And you're like, wow. It's like, a <laughs> Where, yeah. where's the best Bloody Mary? Uh, I'm going to say Beer's Pub, also on the north side on Western Avenue. Okay. Um, it's a make your own, but they have different kind of mixes, like a garlic infused um, spicy mix, and it, it's just so good. Make your own? You can make your own. Wow. They start you off with like the base vodka, and then you just add your own mix and all your little. All your stuff. Yeah. All, the, all, the all right, Christy, if you had to pick one place, if people f- were coming from out of town to visit with us, and they said, take us to the best restaurant in Pittsburgh, where would we go? Well, when people ask me that, I can't think of any place I've ever eaten in my entire life. But <laughs> um, my brother's girlfriend did go into labor after eating at the Eagle Food and Beer Hall. Wait, uh, is that downtown. a good or, or bad thing? <laughs> I think that's good. It the fried so chicken excited. was so good. I think you and I are <laughs> good. She had a baby. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> we got to try that. So we try I don't think place. it'll work for the two of you. I just want to try enough. the chicken yeah. now, the fried chicken. Yeah. Where is this place? Was a baby named Wing or something? Or <laughs> His name is Max. But Max. <laughs> Max the chicken. But uh, it is downtown, more towards the Strip District. It's on Penn Avenue. Okay. Um, Eagle Food and Beer Hall. Uh, they started in Ohio, and they have locations, uh, multiple locations in Ohio. And then they just came here. They just opened just a few months ago. Okay. That's I'm all about ambiance. 
as far as ambiance goes, what rec restaurant would you recommend? Well, definitely Pusity's Garden for, okay. for that. Mm. Um, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, how, well, how many seats do the, how many tables? Is that real oh, small? It's, it, no, it's big. So it's, where, where was it's that located big. again? That's in what area was Lawrenceville. It? Is it Lawrenceville place? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you like burgers, Moonlit Burgers, I mentioned Dormont. Moonlit Burgers is opening in Dormont probably sometimes in this month. It's really hard to gauge when people are opening because there's so much red tape nowadays. But um, really good smash burgers um, at Moonlit. It's they're incredible. It's amazing. That's cool. The Dormonts get seems to be getting hot, like you said. In they are a, in a way, they're right? A new, they're getting a new brewery. They're getting. They have uh, Arsenal. Cider is over there now. And okay. Bellevue is now starting to pop since they got a liquor license yes. a few years mm -hmm. ago. They're starting to get some really cool spots on their main drag. Mm -hmm. Lincoln Avenue Another Brewery. Great. It's Newbert, really Newbert. great. Mm -hmm. And you do a lot with the... I can tell you're a real aficionado like, of the brew places. I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Uh, right now, Necromancer is my favorite. Um, I don't, actually, I really don't have a favorite. I just... That one's the closest to me. But I also love Two Phrase Brewing. They opened uh, in Garfield. And Garfield's a very nebulous area. I don't know where it ends or where it begins, but it's between like Friendship, Bloomfield, uh, East Liberty. Um, they all meld together. They over all there. meld yeah. together. But yeah. it's right on Penn Avenue, and they're just wonderful people. They have a nice outdoor area that's pet-friendly, um, and they're just really good people. I could bring Larry. You could bring oh, Larry. God. Your date. Larry the Poor dog. Larry. Larry. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> I thought you meant this. Oh. Yeah, this yeah, Larry, okay. too. And, and yeah. Millville's been popping a little bit since... Yeah. You know, Lawrenceville's been almost fished out to the sense that everything that can be done there has been. Mm -hmm. So people have crossed the river to Millville, and you have Mr. Small's Fun House as an entertainment place and an old church right. and these some small breweries, very, right? Very Pittsburgh thing to do. Uh, Grist House, not so small anymore. They're um, expanding, and then they, they're opening up a formal missile site in Collier Township that's going to be their <laughs> new brewery. It's like this massive endeavor. Um, hmm. Not really sure when that's opening, but um, what a adventure that's going to be. Well, cool. read all about it next Pittsburgh, Christy Lachlan, and next week you're going to talk about the brew houses, right, and the beers. Sure. Well, we appreciate thanks. you coming <laughs> out with your chilly Billy appreciate shirt. Can't wait thanks, the next Christy. week's shirt. Yeah, yeah thanks so much <laughs> for being here. Pressure's on now. <laughs> Thank all you right, uh, stick around. Odyssey, that's the free app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can download it, and it turns your phone into an amazing transistor radio. Uh, but you can also click and listen. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. And you're going to meet a man named Boaz in a moment. I like it. Episode 5, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Coming to you from 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street. Thanks to Bob Bazelli, Lou Caputo, and Ray Sefcik. You got the it. proprietors, yeah, they're great guys, and this is a cool spot. <laughs> yeah, right Takes near the ten. Birmingham Bridge on East Carson Street in the fabulous, exciting South Side, and we want to welcome Boaz Frankel. Boaz, welcome. Thanks Good so much for you. having me. It's nice to be here. I appreciate the invitation, although I will note that there's no wine here. No one's offered me a Wait, glass no, of anything. Wait, there's wine all the way around here. None are open right now. It's yeah. early, Boaz. You but know what, though? We could, we could, uh, we could. You know, we that's could rectify that situation. After the, that's because fact, after we could reach right behind That was after the first episode when Larry gets a couple glasses of wine in him. you got to watch out. We almost got arrested. Well, that's <laughs> where the so unfiltered part keep the wine away out. from Larry. Boone's you know, Farm, producer knows Strawberry that's Hill. That's the name of the that's wine. wine. Did you ever hear of that, Boaz? No, you never had Boone's Farm? You mind me asking oh, how old you are? Very I'm, delicious. I'm uh, 39. It's a dessert wine. Okay. 
I think <laughs> Boone's Farm went out of business after we grew up 40 years grew ago. Out of it. <laughs> I just <laughs> missed it. Dang it. <laughs> so Boaz has a connection to Christy Lachlan through Next Pittsburgh. That's part of what you do, but you're a writer, film and TV. Ex- I love this. Experimental storytelling. Experiential. Oh. That's all right. I do it all. I, I was all that I'm looking with you. And kazoos. I'm, yeah. What's all, a, wait a minute. They all go together, though. <laughs> the kazoo. Thank is you, Sheila. The, the true journalist in the bunch. Form. I'm with you, though. I was I was right with you. <laughs> experimental I'm storytelling. I read it, too. I read it experimental. Storytelling. Isn't that what that's storytelling why, is? Right. That's why Sheila's I was going to say, what the hell is that? All right. Experiential <laughs> storytelling. Yeah. Now, what is that? What is experiential storytelling? Well, it's just telling a story in an unusual way. So, um, you know, you could tell a story with a book, but you could also tell a story through a, uh, like a theme park ride or a roller coaster or a museum exhibit or through a series of smells. Um, so I like, I guess, incorporating a lot of different mediums into the, the stories that I tell, I suppose. I was a uh, 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 fortunate of uh, George Dawes Green who, uh, invented the moth had me do a moth episode is it like that like the moth where uh it's a podcast great where they do storytelling uh, people do it's, it i guess it sounds like the same type of thing it i did my be, altar yeah. boy story but it could be they had salman rushdie tell the story salman rushdie yes uh, it's all it's getting classy YouTube. yeah it's just interesting where it could yeah. be all walks of life telling stories of their lives or you know with certain themes and definitely yeah, it's kind of cool so that's what, what kind of what you're saying yeah, right and you've actually gone on to write a book with your spouse yeah talking about how weird relationships get yes as we move <laughs> into the relationships i, I gotta hear more material. about this well i think <laughs> what's we, so weird about your relationship with your wife well i think every relationship i feel like we call it the same thing like oh this is my wife this is my husband this is my boyfriend my girlfriend whatever mm-hmm. but like that means something totally different to everybody for someone that means like this is the person i love going fly fishing with or for somebody, you might lean like, this is the person who I love like arguing with, or I love going to horror movie conventions. So it means like such a different thing to everybody mm-hmm. that I think it's interesting to explore, you know, sort of all the different things a relationship can mean and all the weird things you can sort of show your love. Like so, what, I'm sorry, I'm ahead. intrigued with the relationship stuff. Like, like, uh, how, like how to handle arguments and things like that. Is that what this is about? That's right? getting too serious. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's not. It's, I'm not a therapist like a here. I can't book. solve oh. these problems. Hey, the first of all, what's the name of the book? I so thought I'd get some free therapy here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jimmy, I thought I'd save 200 bucks. <laughs> Jimmy was shooting for some free therapy. Yeah, and you you called him out on it. What is <laughs> it's stuff, called? <laughs> Stuffbyboaz.com yeah. is your separate website from what you do with Next Pittsburgh, and you do all these other things. So why did you choose to come to Pittsburgh? You know, it's funny. Have you ever had the experience where you learn a new word and then you see it everywhere? Yeah. So that's how Pittsburgh felt to me. I grew up on the West Coast, um, and uh, my wife and I lived there for a while. We lived in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And at a certain point, we like realized we had to move back to the US and didn't know where to move. And then there was one week where it felt like everybody and their mother was just talking about Pittsburgh. Really? That's cool. It was like- We love that. Wild. And so it was just like, well, let's check out Pittsburgh at least. So we were going to the US anyways to go to a friend's wedding. We stopped in Pittsburgh for a long weekend. And I just emailed people who I thought were doing interesting things in Pittsburgh and like, hey, do you want to like, you know, would you like grab coffee with me? Who would you hang out with me? And like every people were game. So like David Highfield was like, sure, let's go to coffee. Like Rick Seaback was like, let me give you a tour of the city and take you to lunch. Wow. And so everybody was just like so kind and, and like welcoming that it was like, oh, okay, 
cool. And um, and I, I was just like really struck by Pittsburgh. It is like the weirdest place I've ever lived in the best wait possible a minute. way. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You spent time in Portland, Oregon. Talk about yeah. weird. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. So I know all about weird. Pittsburgh's I grew up in Portland, Oregon also. Portland. Is this going to vote? Yeah. All yeah. What part of what Portland did you grow up in? Southwest Hills. Went to Wilson High School. I went to Wilson High no, School. No, you didn't. Yeah. Are you kidding no. me? No. You went to my high wow. school. I grew up right off Vermont oh. in like Montlumah Village. You are kidding me. Oh, my gosh. You've got a lot to talk wow. about. Okay, forget the Pittsburgh. This is all about Portland today. Oh, wow. Okay, but let's face it. Portland's a weird city. It is. It becomes weirder by the day. But I want to know if you had this experience that I did. So I'd never been to Pittsburgh, only heard trash about Pittsburgh. This was back probably before you were born. Anyway, um, came through the tunnels, saw the city, and my reaction was, it reminds me of home. It reminds me of Portland. Yeah. For sure. All the rivers, the bridges, all the beer. Um, it does feel very Portland-like, and just the, topo- the, the topography, topography yeah. that there's like so much, the trees are wrong, there's not enough evergreen trees, but there's a lot of hills. It's really beautiful and, and striking, and definitely there's a, a Portland resemblance. See, to me, outside of the fact that we don't have prostitutes in the window on, sp- on swings, <laughs> we're more Amsterdam to me. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on which part of town. Didn't well, they have? I was going to say we don't really have the red light district. Well, wait a minute. And pot, no. pot isn't freely available around that. here. We don't have that. Sheila, no. you probably reported We're on this. We're Amsterdam. Other than that, do you remember the story? I'll never forget. Ralph Iannotti, outside. It was called the Climax. It was a drive-through strip joint on Route 22, <laughs> and he was standing where you couldn't see the window. I'm standing here in front of the entrance to the Climax drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that drive-through concept. That didn't catch on, did it? Their drive-through strip. Did you ever do a story about that? Uh, No, I didn't. How do you do that? (laughs) Fortunately, you drive up. You drove up. You literally drove up. (laughs) Not that I went. You drove. (laughs) Somebody told you. Somebody told me. I used to pass it coming home from IUP. But you drove up and and you like ordering fries and whatever. You ordered a a dance and the the stripper would dance for you and and then you. I'll you have the 69, the money, please. Oh, wait, then, this is unfiltered, boom, though. Out. This is unfiltered. You can say that. Um, so, okay, so, so we really are the weirdest city then, apparently, because we have drive-through. We did. Yeah, it just like, didn't catch on. Pittsburgh's got Portland beat. I know Portland does have the most strip clubs per capita, but I don't know if oh, they ventured into the drive-through realm, that which did, is it takes it to the next level. It didn't make it. I was yeah. I, I put a big investment in that too. It didn't make it. Until Pittsburgh gets Birkenstocks. Yeah. You know, I, I, we're really not, we're not there yet. The, the last yeah. show before the pandemic on the road, as far as the road, I was in L.A. a few weeks ago, you know, but before that, the pandemic, I was in Portland, a, a comedy club, Portland Comedy Club. So I got to spend a week there. It was the first time ever there. And I, the first thing I did think was it reminds me of Pittsburgh a lot. It really does. The, the whole vibe, the people, the, pe- oh, yeah. the people were just, you know, Pittsburgh's a neighborhood place, as you know, and friendly. And I just thought, I don't mind. And, I could see us becoming almost in the foodie side. We're catching up. Portland's really yeah. a foodie city. I, I think it well, is. They the were, but I think they're changing. Not as much. Now. Well, right. our producer. But they do have Voodoo Donuts, yeah. as our oh, producer Dick Roberts, donuts, right, Roberts Dick. pointed That's out. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah. And Voodoo Donuts are tame now. Uh-huh. When they started, it used to be like you would get a, a Voodoo Donut that would be like filled with Pepto Bismol. Oh. Or they would really? have them with like you know like Advil sprinkled on top. That was when they first opened. Then they got a letter from the FDA, and then they Stop toned that. it down. And they're like, let's just put bacon on top. I, I had the I first, I, it was at the show. I remember they, they, they kept talking about it. They are a great donor. Yeah. So yeah. in this donut. city, as a experiential storyteller. Uh-huh. Are you making fun of me, Larry? No, I'm <laughs> making fun <laughs> of myself. Yes, don't let him fool you. 
Don't let him. Jimmy and I do experimental <laughs> storytelling. Yes. Uh, this is. Trust me, they do. All, what would be if you were describing for anyone outside the region? We kind of get it. We always want to know. Anybody that comes to this town, and you found this to be true, I'm sure. Every Pittsburgher wants to. What'd you think about Pittsburgh? You know, they want to know what you right. think of us. Right. What story would you tell to anyone outside of Pittsburgh about us? Well, I think people don't realize people. The thing that stuck with people is like, oh, steel and recession. That was, those are sort of the two things. But I don't think mm -hmm. they realize like, well, the recession was a big deal because it was the richest city in the world 100 years ago. Right. Like that. You know, I think I don't think people realize that that was what came before the recession. So because of that. Pittsburgh and Portland are pretty similarly sized towns, I think. Mm -hmm. But Portland has one fine art museum. Pittsburgh has how many art institutions and like this crazy good opera and ballet and so many amazing theater companies because there still is that steel and glass and ketchup money floating around town to all these Right. Arts and we're, we're also one of the most literate cities in the country, too, which most people probably wouldn't Get expect. Out. Nuh -uh. Get yeah. out. Get really, out. We really are. And, of course, we have CMU Get here in Pitt. And well, yes, I'm looking we, at Bob Bazzelli, who's one of our gracious hosts hey, here at 23 in Viannone's Carson. But he spent most of his career as a high-end money manager and advisor at the highest level. So he knows all about wow. the money. He's so wealthy, he used to play Monopoly as a child with real cash. <laughs> and and yet, real houses, too. And yet he can't afford to bring us a glass of wine. Yeah. Mm. Come on, Bob. We need to get on that. Boaz <laughs> wants some wine. <laughs> Boaz wants booze. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to keep the wine away from wine. You'll come here and you'll get nothing and like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, you're right. I mean, the Carnegie Mellon, you know, the Scave family, is a, you know, the money that was here. Right. Uh, because Andrew Carnegie felt guilty after, you know, he was making not a tons great of bread. Yeah, he, and then he, when he got, something happened to him late in life where he said, I'm going to give some of his money back. Him and Rockefeller got into a museum. J.P. Morgan passed away, and him and Rockefeller, he was worth uh, money these times equal to, you know how uh, Bill Gates is worth, what, $65 billion or whatever? He was worth six hundred and fifty billion dollars or something uh, equal money. That that six hundred fifty billion. So Rockefeller's worth close to that. Well, not, to not to give you an example, and they gave it away. Like I just read this this bad. morning. The richest man in the planet right now, or on yes. the planet, is Larry Elon Richard. Musk. Oh. Elon Musk oh, okay. has yeah. two hundred forty-one billion, but they're tracking really? him out because of SpaceX to be the first trillionaire. Wow. And, and if your uh, guy, you're saying nice. he had more than that then in terms so of Musk spending power. Top with a trillion, but was he yeah. happy? No. Who's to say? No. I don't know. Probably so, hey, not. Boaz, so I want to go back to your book. We, we never did get the title of the book. Oh, yeah. It's sort of a secret. That's why. No, I'll tell you. It's called Let's Be Weird Together. Okay, so how weird are you and your wife? We, we want to get down to the nitty-gritty here, Boaz. Okay, well, this is why are we talking about unfiltered. So. You can find that out in the book. Let's find out how oh, weird you and your oh, partners see, are right, right now. You have uh, you're evading Jim, the question. Jim Crenn, stand-up comedian, <laughs> actor, producer, writer, director, <laughs> mime. And you have all-around renaissance Sheila man. Hyland, esteemed journalist, esteemed. but so much more. Yeah. <laughs> World-renowned. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to ask any of us? Well, I'll tell you what I am interested about. I was I was sort of Googling all of you. I didn't grow up here. I think if you grew up here, you're 
people probably know you a little better. I, you know, I'd heard of you, but I did some research and I was watching a lot of YouTube clips of Wake Up with Larry Richard. Oh God! On uh, from you know the the KDKA days, uh, which was so fun. I'm like, why isn't anything on television this fun anymore? It seemed like you were having a blast. You were playing harmonica in one episode. Yeah, we had a morning television show. KDK was always considered to be conservative overall, but they wanted to kind of break through and do something different in the morning. So they wanted a radio show on TV. So we had a set that had all this great stuff on, including a jukebox. And it was non-traditional. It was a great show, actually. Yeah, it was Jim, fun. And, and then I met Jim. Jim was big star on WDB radio. And sure. uh, I knew Sheila from television anchor woman she's not just a woman boaz she's an anchor woman i yeah esteem i will hold you down yeah (laughs) (laughs) so So, i had this chance i was a radio guy and they Mm -hmm. said hey would you consider hosting this show and I got to meet a lot of cool people, and it really Christina launched Aguilera when she was, was nine. Wexford. That. That's crazy. Yeah. She was nine years old. It's nine on my show. I used to have Steve Vai. Remember the great guitarist Steve Vai? Yes. Uh, we had Laurie Anderson, a singer. We had Bruno San Martino, this, the world's greatest wrestler. He was the WWF originally. Now it's WWE. Oh, he didn't was you work on a documentary? Greatest on star. Yeah. You know, so... The coolest thing for me was to be able to meet not just famous people, though, but I eventually met Jim and Sheila. And look where we are. I know. In the basement while they're doing construction <laughs> across the... Carson. Carson. This was a dream. <laughs> With nothing to drink. But yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Yes. Yeah. We to always so do. you mentioned harmonic playing harmonica. Bob, we're just kidding. You, yeah, Bob's going up to get us some drinks. Bob's down. getting us wine so, now. So, Bo- Boaz... You not only play kazoos and you could play harmonica. Yeah, I brought up that, harmonica because I was you, hoping you'd come like back a to kazoo. Kazoo museum or something? Yeah, that's right. Well, it sort of started by accident when I was working in Seattle many years ago. The office I was in, it was sort of a startup-y office, and they had a bunch of glass cases for some reason. I was like, we got to put something in here. So I had a couple kazoos. I put them in there, and then I started going on eBay and getting some other kazoos and. Well, next thing you know, it sort of grew, and now it's you know open five days a week in Beaufort, South Carolina. We just did a big wow. overhaul, really, this summer, and it's um and thousands of people visit every year. You're a you're I a part know. of this. I yeah, would, I started it. It's my collection. I curate it. I would love to maybe the next time you do a duet kazoo <laughs> harmonica with Larry. Yeah. Well, duet. hold on, Jim. Huh? I've got I brought sing. kazoos yeah. for yeah. all of you right now. Oh, you have gonna, one. Yeah, all right, on Boaz Frankel. Oh! Stuff by Boaz.com from Next Pittsburgh. Can you can you play more than yeah. one note on a kazoo? Yes. We'll be right oh, back with Boaz Frankel on the kazoo. Where else can you get entertainment like this? Only on Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. Free Odyssey app or go to kdkradio.com. Please download and take a listen. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. That faint pop sound you pouring heard wine. in the, the background. Wine's out. Episode five, and we're with Boaz Frankel. Again, we want to thank the guys at 23rd and Bind here on East Carson Street. We want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts. He's uh, connected us with a lot of interesting people, including this Boaz Frankel, who works next, next Pittsburgh and stuffbyboaz.com. Now, Boaz, part of your elaborate uh, accoutrements 
is the kazoo. You, how did you get into kazoos? So much so you created a museum in South Carolina near Paris Island where the Marine Corps boot camp yes. is. Yeah. In fact, a lot of hmm. people who work at the kazoo museum, which is part of a kazoo factory, they're like the spouses of people who were on the base. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's the kazoo is, I think, sort of a cool instrument because it's one of the only instruments invented in America. We think that the history hmm. of the kazoo is sort of shrouded in mystery, but I like it because it's truly one of the most democratic instruments anyone can pick it up and play it you know you don't have to go to 10 years of piano lessons is there a trick to it though is that so here's what you got to do put the big end in your mouth there's sort of a smaller end and a big end oh got these classic, i wouldn't want the other way this end okay and then you sort of hum or talk into it really like do 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 Try a song. What can we what can we play? A really good one is Saints Go Marching In. Okay. All right, you let's ready? Try it. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. <laughs> it's like a New Orleans funeral. You won't get that just anywhere. <laughs> I like it. It's fun playing the kazoo. Yeah. Yeah. My, my nose. No one's going to criticize Does that tickle your kazoo. nose doing that? A I little like bit. It. A little. I yeah. like it, though. It, you know, no one's going to criticize your kazoo work. Who's going to say bad kazoo work? Exactly. No one. Right? Can you be off-key with a kazoo? <laughs> yes. If you can oh, sing off-key, you can. You can oh, in that oh, case. That might explain yeah. the problem oh, with the foursome here. <laughs> in that case, <laughs> so you take kazoo lessons. You well, it's yeah, voice lessons would do it. Yeah, but really? if you can, because whatever you're singing, yeah. you're making that same known on the kazoo. Yeah, we got to take different this. different tones about them? Are they, are, are, is each kazoo a little different? The, yeah, the tones will be different. If it's a metal kazoo, and depending on what the resonator is, that's sort of the little wax paper or plastic thing in here that vibrates that causes that humming noise. Like back in the day, those would be made out of like um cow gut what yeah really, mm. really? um and so that would make a different Ew. noise depending on what that that membrane is it can make a different noise with the kazoo and kazoos have been made in so many different shapes i mean the kazoo mm. museum has a hundred kazoos you know made out of all sorts of materials from you know tin to steel to bake light um to paper all sorts of stuff now do you have a link to this museum that we could Take a look online, or do we have to um, go to South Carolina? You should go to South Carolina. There are some photos online on, on my website. You can you can check out some photos. Okay, why why did you make it in Beaufort and not Pittsburgh? Well, here's the thing. There's a kazoo factory. America's only plastic kazoo factory is in Beaufort, South Carolina, and they gave us a spot. Oh, okay. For free. So, and they they really have invested heavily in the kazoo museum and giving it a spot and it's open to the public for free five days a week whenever their factory is open well, maybe could, we could open one here could, could you imagine i would a, love to you imagine, branch, Sheila, maybe could you, could you, ima- could you imagine being at the airport though and saying where are you going and i'm waiting going i'm going to the kazoo museum people aren't going <laughs> to believe me yeah never i'm, yeah, gonna I'm going to, to the marine kazoo corps direct flight to the kazoo museum there's yeah. a lot to see in buford but i would love to open a, a pittsburgh branch if you know someone who's got some you know a, a a piece of their shop or anything? Yeah, right here. Sheila, you 23rd see, well, and Vine. Are we going to open Wait, a... don't we have room here at 23rd Yeah, we could get a space right uh, back yes. in the corner there. Oh, put the kazoos up on the wall yeah. with the okay. Smokey Robinson's yeah, I'm game. wine. I don't need to be convinced. We'll have to talk to the owners about that. Meanwhile, what are you doing next? It says you've directed film and TV projects. You know, Jim's an actor, producer. Yeah, I, I'll keep mind. that in mind. mind. Um, 
Uh, I'll, I nothing like that is in the works right now. Right now, I'm working on a lot of gardening, um, which has been fun. I did the Master Gardener program at Phipps, which okay. was really fun right before the pandemic. And then we moved into a house like a week before lockdown happened. So I really sort of hunkered down and did a lot of gardening. Um, and uh, I've been trying to make a new kind of gardening TV show. That's sort of my dream right now. I was able to do a little segment that aired on QED this summer, which was okay. really fun. But um, basically, here's the thing. Hmm. All gardening shows are so prescriptive right now. It's like, okay, here's how to add a pop of color to the side of your driveway, or here's how to trim your rose bush right. bushes. But we're not talking about plants holistically. It's like, why isn't there anyone talking about plants like Anthony Bourdain talked about food? Because plants are everything. Like, your house is made out of plants. We're True. eating plants in all our, me all our meals. Like, our medicine is plants. Like, the future of space travel is plants. Like, we got to figure out how to do container gardening efficiently if we want to live on mars like plants are everything it's crazy yes. this is true i we eat a plant-based diet actually oxygen yeah, plants there you are go. yeah and then the more you eat them you know the better you like well them. then you have to do a show yeah, that's what you're trying to do then get a yeah, show that's what i'm that trying to do yeah we need to add entertainment maybe the kazoo the wine the, yeah the yeah what about wine? while you're gardening or something right? how do you feel about wine wine's Boaz? great wine is plants and by the way wine we have wine plants, in front right. of us now yeah you know who made some wine everybody cheers so we say cheers or in italian they would say salut and then you would say chindan. Yeah. Lachaim. Prost. Dasvidanya. No, that's not Dasvidanya. That's Russian for see you later. But three glasses of that, and you'll find out why wake up Larry Richard when yeah. he's here. You got to watch him. You know what? I always tell people when they ask about wine, I said, yeah. Jesus made wine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yes. Think about it. Good yes. point. He was 30, living with his parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> made wine. I'm not, I'm not making this up. That we know of. He, he was living 30 years parents? old. We don't know much about Jesus from age 12 to 30. He True. was just working as a carpenter with his dad. True. He, his mother says, let's go to the wedding right. mm -hmm. in Cana. Right. He knows what's coming, right? Mm -hmm. He says, uh, she has to coax him. They get to the wedding. He's waiting for it. They run out of wine. He makes the wine. His mother, Mary, looks at him and says, Make the wine. Jesus. And he says, this is in the Bible. I'm not making a word of this up. Right. Mother, it's not my time. She's there. Jesus. It's a wedding. He goes, it's always okay. time for wine. And then and wedding, he yeah. told them with the casks <laughs> of water in the back. All right. And they, the Sumyale or whatever that guy's name is. Sumalier, whatever. Sumalier. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back and he tastes it. And what does he say? Again, it's in the Bible, not my words. What did he say? He says, you, normally they save the best wine for or they serve the best wine first, but oh. you save the best for last. Wow. You know what, though? Uh, Who's going to criticize God? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. But I want to so know. It could have been bad. They don't know. You're not going to criticize Was God. that they never That's say. Like, oh, it's great. They never say in the Bible whether it was a red wine, right. a white wine. We don't know. I, 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 it's I a guess. great mystery. I think mystery. we're just assuming but there's it like was two red. Buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. <laughs> two yeah. Buck yeah, Chuck. Yeah, just now four Buck It wasn't a box of wine. Was it a box wine? We don't know. A box We don't know. Could have been Boone's Farm. We do know it was in a vessel. But, I mean, <laughs> if I it's know. good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for Larry. That's the what yes. I've been telling people. That's a slogan Amen for the wine. Amen to that. Yes. Oh, if I really wish we could take wow. water and turn it into that, wine. That's a great story. That I forgot about that. That's a great story. It's 100% true. Could you imagine you're in a couple going, God, thank God for, thank you, God. Yeah. No, he said, God. And he you sat in the back. Every time I take a drink, I say that. They said, thank, thank God. God. <laughs> I believe Jesus And he said, you're welcome. something? Yeah. He was the only guy in the room that could say that either. And he gave a card with money. Yeah. Everything. That's classy. The, all, yeah, classy. 
felt no, we guessed. No, he left him with a case of wine. Anyway, so what <laughs> are you going to do now? What's your next big thing, Boaz, ex- experimenting in Pittsburgh? My next big thing, well, I just started doing this thing for Next Pittsburgh, which, you know, I, I, I'll say maybe we took some inspiration for, from Wake Up with Larry Richard, but there's sort of these a little goofy-er segments where essentially, I feel like they do this less, but it used to be on the morning news where you'd turn on, they'd be like, okay, let's go to Sheila, who's at the goat farm. You'd be like, hey, we're here with the goats, or, or whatever. She's so, in. I, yeah. I, I, I was saw there. That I yeah. was there with the goats. You did yeah. those segments. She, she, she's I done that. Yoga segment. with the goats. I feel like there's less of that today. And so, I believe you. Everything you say. <laughs> these weekly segments we do, we, we're doing are these live segments that sort of feel like those live hits of yore, I guess, where we're like out at White Whale Bookstore checking out the new space before they open it. Or at, we're at uh, you know Phantom Fall Fest at Kennywood with Kenny the Kangaroo walking through the haunted yeah. maze or whatever. So like we do hot, these live happening? on Monday. Yeah. Cool. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming down, sampling you guilted Bobazelli enough to get some now. free wine. I mean, I don't regret it, but I feel I'm bad. Impressed. <laughs> we're going to practice. Bob, Bob's it. real name is pronounced Bob Buzzelli because mm-hmm. the double Z in Italian. So everyone from Bloomfield's been calling the wrong name. All these years. <laughs> His partner in, in 23rd and Vine, Louis Caputo and Ray Sefsek. Yes, but in Pittsburgh, we shorten everything. It's Buzzy, right, Buzz? It's Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. People know him as Buzz. He was a great pitcher you know. at Central Catholic. I'm sure there'll be a documentary uh, coming as <laughs> soon as he uses some of that money he's made over the years by yeah. telling the land barons and moguls of the industry where to put their money. I'm sure he We're going to learn the kazoo. Next time you come back, we are going to be able to. Three of us are going to do every Rolling Stone song oh, ever. Yeah, made. we're going to become experts Except on the Brown Sugar. Except Brown Sugar. We, we want to thank one. our producer, Dick Roberts. Rick Dolnat, a great actor who is uh, also helping as a stagehand. We appreciate you lowering yourself to be with us. <laughs> and Jim Poltowski, who's a tremendous partner in this. Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, Jim. We appreciate thanks, Jim. you. All right, we'll play a kazoo out. Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get the free app. Check it out, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyatt. Boaz, thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 